Hello, everybody, and inside today's episode of Locked on Canadians, it is the end of the prospect showcase in Buffalo. The Habs wrapped up against the Senators. I have your recap from that, who impressed in Monday's game, and my final prospect showcase thoughts, all that and more inside today's show. You are Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Locked On Canadians. We are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day of the week, wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you're watching this on YouTube in video format as well. Please make sure you're subscribed to 3,000 subscribers. And we know that I like to apparently just torture myself with horrible, disgusting food options here. I am your host for today's show. I am Scott Mell. I am flying solo. I'm recording this 40 minutes after the Montreal Canadiens played their last game of the NHL Prospect Challenge Showcase, whatever you want to call it, here in Buffalo, New York. They came away with a 2-1 win over the Ottawa Senators on Monday afternoon in what was a chippy, as expected, game. And a little bit lower scoring than I think many of us would have potentially expected here and the scoreline does the scoreline does not belay the actual impact of this entire game here. And I think people are going to look at it and go, they only scored two goals against the Senators like C team here. And and yes, it was not the Senators did not play, I think, any of their big prospect stars, if you can call Tyler Boucher that. Uh Levi Marilinen, who was in net for them, was outstanding in this. The Canadians rolled out a pretty strong lineup there, uh, highlighted by the top line of Owen Beck, Sean Farrell, and Joshua Waugh. They were, the Canadians played a very good game today across the board. They were, it was a good team effort kind of game, and one that looked like it was going to slip away from them for a little bit because they allowed the first goal of the game, a shorthanded goal to, uh, the Senators and the game's first power play there. And it was just one of those things that just didn't really kind of expect it. It was a cleared puck out of the zone and William Trudeau is tracking back for it like he would. And the guy just had a bit, had one more step on him than I think he had anticipated snapped one by goaltender Jan Spoonar, who was in net today for the Canadians. He is here on uh, just more camp tryout kind of thing there. I, uh, I thought he was solid across the board in net today, for someone that I know nothing about coming into this, uh, to be quite honest with you. And the Canadians, though, just were all effort. It was just continuous, like waves on a beach, just wave after wave of things here. And I think it was Mark Dumont who counted it. By the end of the game, they had hit six posts in this game here. Logan Mayu had three posts on his own, I'm pretty sure, at the, by the end of the game there. This was a game that probably should have been a blowout, was not but was also kind of never really in doubt, I guess. The Canadians kept it simple for the most part, is that it was dialing things in. It was a lot of inner team play. There was a lot of getting together in that regard. And I, I was impressed by what they did in a game where when things aren't going your way, you tend to get frustrated, you make mistakes, you do things that you normally wouldn't. 
And they kind of kept their, pardon the pun here, eyes on the prize a little bit. Uh, I was really impressed across the board. We'll talk about some of my actual player impressions as we get on in the show here. I came away very impressed with the composure of of the team here because it was chippy. Uh, Riley McKay made a very bad mistake going after uh, uh, Torre on the Senators team there, and he he wanted a fight. He got one, and he found a very, very tough customer. He found out the hard way. Florian Jekai was involved, as everyone expected, and after the game, he was asked about it, and he said, the staff here is like, hey, you. this is what happened last year. They're probably going to remember that. Um, everyone, for the most part, outside of those little instances, was composed. And I think that's a, a crucial word here. And it was mentioned a lot in uh, the post-game press conferences, too, is that younger players who might not have things going their way. Uh, Logan Mayu was asked after the game, you know, just hitting all those posts, is there a little bit of frustration in that? Or, you know, did you feel frustrated? Not getting? He's like, I, you know, you shake the rust off. You know you're doing the right things. It's just a matter of inches there. And for this Canadians team, everything was just solid. One thing after the other down the line there. Breakouts made sense. There was a lot of communication going here. The passes coming across the zone, the reads, the communication, and just positioning of everything, too. You have Owen back talking to defensemen. You had Jan Bishak yesterday directing defenses to make things happen and have bigger opportunities here. And I think that's a very crucial thing here is that the, everyone talked about how well they were able to communicate with people. David Reinbacher mentioned it with William Trudeau. Uh, Mayu and Struble both mentioned it about each other on separate days here is that the team is communicating that they are working and striving to do the right things in every single game here. It's not always going to be pretty. And this game admittedly probably would have bored the tears off of some people, but the Canadians nearly tripled up the senators in shot attempts in this game here. And like I said, with six goal posts, they were probably unfortunate to not win this game by two or three goals. Uh, Sean Farrell with a between the legs chance guys off the post guys in scrambles. Like I said, Levi Marilinen was phenomenal for the senators in this game by far the best I've seen any of their players look uh, in this tournament. And if you're a Habs fan or a rocket fan, you know that the frustration of we piled up 40 shots on net and couldn't get a win uh, across the board. I think the, 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 the phrase for this tournament is effort. In Friday's loss to the Sabres, lack of effort in some circumstances turned into goals for the team that was hustling and trying, even you know if it's a last-ditch effort. Matt Savoy's two goals were just pure effort and trying things to make something happen, and we saw a lot of that in this game. Uh, Jan Mishak's goal was just in the middle, just chipping away, hammering away, getting across the line. Riley Kidneys was working in the slot and being patient, using the effort to find a proper outlet for his chance there. And those were their two goal scores. It wasn't a flashy thing, but I'm okay with that. A hallmark of a team of a good team is one that can shut the door defensively in a game that they're putting up shots. Eventually the dam breaks, but they're not bleeding them against the Canadians kept the senators like to the outside very well going into the third period or at the beginning of the third period, 
shots were 32 to 10 at one point. And that's just a rolling effort is line after line getting shots. Guys like Ty Smolanek are drawing penalties. Miguel Torini is drawing penalties. Little things that make coaches stand up and notice that you are trying on every shift. Miguel Torini drew two penalties today, and that was off of just his effort and hustle with or without the puck, cutting, doing things the defense doesn't expect. And I coaches appreciate that. Ty Smolanek drew a penalty behind the next. He's working, keeping the puck along the board so much that eventually the only way his opponent can slow him down is with a hook hold or whatever you want to call it. He did a, they did a very good job there. And I think uh, Jean-Francois Ull is going to be very happy with what he saw from the prospects here. They didn't pile up as many goals as they did last year. That And that's, that's okay. It's not the end of the world that they didn't score a million goals in this tournament. Because here's the thing is it's about building blocks. And I think this was a really solid weekend for them. They played a really strong high-end team in the Sabres. And they tried to go blow for blow for them. And they did well. And then just sometimes that talent separation changes things against the Bruins, a team that they were probably a step better than, but, you know, had uh, some competitiveness in them, some feistiness that made it a tough game. They, you know, they came back and they beat them. And then against the Senators game, that was chippy. It was a talent mismatch, but you still have to win those games there. And they did. Uh, it's a pretty solid weekend overall. They end the tournament 2-1-0. and uh, The Sabres play their final game tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I don't know who's going to finish this tournament with the best record. Uh, as of right now, just based on goal scoring totals and everything else, it might be the Sabres. If they win tonight, they're 3-0, clear Having won the prospects, having won the prospect showcase, uh, the Canadians might have a chance if Pittsburgh keeps it close. But Pittsburgh also blew out Ottawa yesterday, so it's up in the air. It's not a big deal at the end of the day. We're going to talk more about who impressed me directly coming up in our next segment. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. It is the best time to get into betting with FanDuel during the NFL season because they are America's number one sportsbook, and because right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet right now. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on that $5 bet. And if you think about joining FanDuel, it's safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can get paid out immediately when you bet on things like the spread, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and us here at Locked On. And remember to please always gamble responsibly whenever you bet on sports, regardless of what that sport is. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. I am your host, Scott Matla, as always. Laura has the day off on this one. I am riding solo on this right after the Habs last game of the Prospect Showcase. And we're going to talk about who impressed in the game on Monday here, because it was the first chance I got to get a better seat to sit middle ice to watch all 100 feet of action here, 200 feet of action, whatever you want to call it here. And I got to say, I was impressed across the board with a lot of efforts here. And the first one I got to start with is people ask me who has been the best defenseman in this showcase so far for the Canadians. Everyone wants to know about David Reinbacher. And we will get to him, I think, probably in the last segment there, because I have a lot to expand on from what I've seen from him. But if you're holding some kind of implement to my head, and I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't want to get demonetized on this channel, is... I'm picking one of William Trudeau or Jaden Struble in this tournament. I thought William Trudeau looked phenomenal in this. There were some mistakes. There were some errors, which is okay. 
He impressed so much here last year. He ended up with an entry-level deal coming out of it, or the captaincy for two games uh, in this tournament here. He looks like he's gained such a step in terms of speed and pace that he covers a lot of ground very quickly. And what he's added to his game is, I was talking with David St. Louis, who asked me my thoughts on him, that he was a very vanilla defenseman in the QMJHL. There's not a lot of flash. There's not a lot of sizzle to his game. He is just solid, consistent, good first pass, get some points, secondary assists, etc. William Trudeau was everywhere, and he was quick. Fastest on the team? Probably not, because there were a couple of other guys I thought were faster, but watching Trudeau fly up the ice, fly back down the ice defensively, he made a lot of plays that I really enjoyed, especially in this Senators game here. I thought he was everywhere that he needed to be, and he was consistent everywhere that he needed to be in this he added a lot of a little bit of sizzle and flash to his game. And I think it's it's a good thing to have seen that now is that I look at what he did and I go, yes, that is what I want to see from someone who's going to be a big piece of the rocket this year. He was last year and Jaden Struble on the other side of things. You don't notice everything he's doing because he does it so well consistently. Against the Senators, he had a cross-checking penalty, which is first, you know, real misstep of the entire showcase. But his skating ability for a guy who is built like a brick poop house, like he is, and I can't say the other word because I don't want to get us, you know, an explicit tag on this, but he's built like brick. He is strong. He is fearsome on his skates, and he knows how to use his body well with timing against opponents. He is... He is going to be someone very special for the Rocket this year. He's going to be very consistent in that regard in that he skates well, cuts the play well, and he just makes the smart reads. When I watched him and Jaden, uh, him and Jordan Harris at, at Northeastern, Jordan Harris seemed to be the one, the more cerebral one here in that. Smart play, smooth skating, good positioning, just well-oiled and timed. And Jaden Struble was just, I'm going to Leroy Jenkins this down the ice here. He's refined that he has that aggressive edge, but he's honed it into a way in this game here that it's like, it's not crossing a reckless line. He is aggressive within the bounds that make him a truly effective hockey player. He has very good vision. He's good at moving the puck along there because he's so strong. It's hard to move him on board battles. Uh, His pairing with Logan Mayu was phenomenal in the last two games. And I do think it's a big reason why Logan Mayu has had two very good games. He was everywhere in this game against Ottawa as well. He hit at least two or three posts on his own. He was very good at what they needed him to do. Post game, he talked about how there was some nervousness, some you know rust to shake off first couple games in five months. Having good communication and everything out there is just what he wanted. Uh, I There is still work to be done in the rest of his game there, working on defensive and just some reads and things. But from the game he played Friday to the game he played Monday, it was night and day. And we saw with someone like Matthias Norlinder last year and Caden Gooley and Justin Barron and that they shake the nerves off and they get better as the game goes on. Uh, Goalie again was fantastic. You know, Spoonar, I don't know much about him, but I thought he played well again. That's three quality starts from three goalies uh, for the Habs in this. One of the other things I want to talk about is uh, Miguel Torini, who was playing defense in this game, is he's not big. He's not big, but he's smart with his angles. He's very good at being a rover out there. 
I don't think he's going to win any defensive prowess awards, but I do think he's going to frustrate the hell out of other teams in the AHL this year. He skates extremely well. He put up 80 points as a defenseman in his last year in the QMJHL. Uh, I think for, I believe it was Akadi Bathurst, the Teton. And he just does the little things that you love to see from someone who's aggressive. He will jump into the play. He will make things happen. And that effort, like I said, forces teams to take penalties to slow him down, even in his own half of the ice. And I think that's a really impressive thing. The defense really, even with a couple of tryout guys in there, AHL, ECHL guys, really impressed me across the board in this. And on Monday, the final bit of the uh, team that impressed me, Philip Mashar was phenomenal. He was unlucky to not have any real points in this tournament, but watching him a little bit closer, he's he's got it going on up here between the ears is that he makes plays that you're not expecting. And he was sitting back. They'd go into the zone. They'd have two forwards deep, defenseman, one closer up to the left-hand side, one sitting back at the point. And then Mashar put himself right on the blue line and then would get the puck and then just dart between people there. He, his stick handling, his ability to work on edges is just incredible. It's everything you could be asking for in a player of his skill caliber there. Uh, Jean-Francois, who also mentioned, he's like, you can't just do it with skill, but he used more of his physicality here and did really good things. Same with Sean Farrell, that they play a very smart game, but at the same time, you got to add a little bit of a physical element to it because the next level is going to be tough. Uh, Riley Kidney looked a lot better than his first game, too. I noticed him a lot more. And Jan Mishak was great once again, just 100% effort. The only part of this game I really didn't like was Riley McKay. Um, basically, when he got into his fight, the Senators kind of went, okay, after every whistle or if he's around there, just start agitating him because eventually that fuse is just going to go off. And it, to their credit, it kind of worked. They did the same thing with Florian Jackai, who. As he said post game, you know he was aware that this was the thing that was going to happen. He he punched, uh, I believe it was Connor Clattenburg in the face uh, after Clattenburg kind of started something after the whistle. Uh, he then skated with a guy like in the crook of his arm, just kind of like skating towards the net, holding on to him, and just kind of popped his helmet off. And it was the helmet pop that I think drew him an extra two, uh, an extra roughing penalty there. They wanted a piece of him. To his credit, he mostly kept himself under control here. Uh, Canadians penalty kill did a good job keeping him out of the box. Uh, at the tournament next year, my biggest thing is maybe you don't probably need to bring a guy like John Parker Jones, if we're being honest, because I, I didn't see the point there. That could have been more ice time for someone else. Um, maybe not Simino who had played the first two games, but another prospect if possible, or another tryout guy kind of in there, I would think. But across the board, a Pretty solid Monday. A lot of really good efforts. And I think that's the key word is that there were efforts. There weren't players I noticed for bad reasons. Um, I liked Ty Smolanik's game. It's the first time I've gotten to really watch him. He, he's got the energy in there. It's catching up the rest of his game. But I think he's someone that should find a nice home in the AHL this year. Uh, assuming they give him a contract. And I imagine they'll at least, you know, try that. Uh, he's someone I think could find a lot of success with the rocket there on a line with someone like Gabriel Borg, maybe uh, Lucas can, he could play a very similar role to what Lucas Condotta did is that he's an energy heavy for checking guy and can create off of that. 
We'll see. Uh, main camp starts in just a few days, and I know everybody is excited about that because who doesn't want to see all the boys back on the ice? Coming up on our final segment, though, we're going to go over the showcase as a whole, who I liked the most, who I thought kind of fell a little bit short, and what we can expect maybe going forward. All that's coming up next. But first, everyone should always be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during anything unexpected. And that's why Jace Medicals offers the Jace case. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind if you are ever out and you don't have regular access to medicine in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure that you have the medication on hand and it's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 uh, by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical with an additional 20% off using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. And please remember to always consult a licensed physician before treating yourself for anything at all. We are back here at Lockdown Canadians. We are going to be wrapping up the show here in just a little bit, but it's the end of the showcase, and everyone wants to know, Scott, how were the hot dogs? They they were fine. They're not they're not Bell Center hot dogs, unfortunately, but they they fulfilled my lunch need enough that I'm not hangry while recording this podcast. No, then they didn't ask about popcorn or nachos or buffalo wings or anything like that. I will not go on another buffalo wings rant on this podcast today, anyways. They want to know about David Reinbacher, and I got to tell you. I like David Reinbacher. I like him more after having watched him now. I also want to tell, I look at his game and I go, there are a few nervous hiccups in there. Someone who's playing on a smaller ice surface in a little bit more physical league with new teammates uh, coming over from Europe, first time playing with a lot of these guys, like in a competitive, competitive situation here. And I thought defensively, with his hockey IQ, I thought, man, positionally, I really liked a lot of what I saw from David Reinbacher. He's never going to, I think, be the guy who wows you. And I mean that in a positive way is that, like I was talking about with Jaden Struble, that because he makes the right play so often, you just get used to it. And you kind of don't appreciate the little nuances that go with that. I was a really big fan of what I saw from David Reinbacher in this tournament. And I... I get why the Canadians went after him. What I would have loved to have seen more of out of everything else here, there's some power plays late in the third period, and he's creeping up into the left circle there, kind of where, call it the Ovi spot, the Shea Weber spot, whatever, where he'd get the puck, and he has a lane on the net there, even with the goaltender kind of squared to him, and he's shot passing to the back post every time. There's a crowd there, for the most part, in the area, lots of sticks and stuff that can deflect that. And I want him to just sometimes be a little bit more engaged in pulling the trigger there. William Trudeau would get the puck at the point, would cut to a better location, try and put a puck on net or in the slot. Reinbacher was repeatedly trying to go back post there for the tap in, which is great that he can see that lane. I love that he sees that as an opportunity that might be better than his shot. But sometimes I want him to be selfish. I want him to take that opportunity. A lot of other guys on the team kind of played that way. Logan Mayu did that in this game is that he saw a shot, he took it. And it almost paid off on three separate occasions for him because he hit the post on all those ties at the back post too. Sometimes it pays to be a little selfish. That's all I would ask going forward from that. I thought Reinbacher was 
smooth, composed. I think there's a player there and in his post game talking about how he had never actually seen a, a hockey fight in person before until today. And he's just, he's this, you know, very pure young child. I, I do think that him going back to the Swiss league is a good thing this year. I think he's got a very great base to build on a phenomenal base of defensive wealth and knowledge to build on. Find some of that confidence in your offensive game. Cause I know it's in there. I know that you have that confidence within yourself and I know that you can do that. And I'm going to be really interested. I think they'll give him a game or two in the NHL preseason here and then let him go back. Maybe it might depend. They might ask him, do you want to stay? Do you want to go uh, after camp? I think that they should give him a nice looking camp there. He's someone that I'd be really interested to see with some of these guys here. Um, but I was impressed by David Reinbacher overall. Uh, maybe not as much as I was with William Trudeau, who I talked about in the last segment there. He was next level in this showcase there. His speed, his physicality, his reads, everything were a step up from where they were last year. And I thought he was very good in this showcase last year. And that also goes for Jan Mishak. Jan Mishak was a guy who really needed a strong camp here. He lost a year to COVID. He lost part of last year to injuries before that. His effort was off the charts. His skating looks so much better than it has before. He looks a lot quicker on the step. He is hustling after everything, and he's acting like a leader out there among the prospects, which is a great thing to see. He He's a sneaky pick to have a really strong season with the Rocket this year in that he might come on like a Joel Teasdale type, kind of quiet, you know, a couple of goals here or there, and then all of a sudden he's just constantly filling the net on the score sheet there. And with the effort he had, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset with that. I thought he's been very good in this tournament overall. Uh, Miguel Torini is in the same spot. I talked about him that I think he's going to be a fun addition for Laval. It, it's hard to find someone I really didn't like. I I do think that next year probably don't need to bring the McKay and the Parker Jones types to this tournament. Uh, I, I, I hate that there will be fights in rookie tournaments. You know, I know the Canadians gotten one themselves and I hate that it's a thing because it's about prospects. You know, um, I would probably, you know, leave that to the side there. I think there are some guys on the scene that can more than handle themselves. Mayu's not known to turn down a fight. Uh, Florian Jack, I will probably not turn down a fight there. They got feisty guys who can stick up for themselves. That was a thing. We saw a lot of them that if they, if other teams put their hands on towards Lee, uh, towards the Habs player, they were there to protect them. Uh, Joshua, Owen Beck, Sean Farrell. Uh, I really like them across the board. I mean, I know was the only one who ended up on the score sheet, I believe. Um, unless Beck got an assist on one of the other. Nope, that was a was assist, so never mind. But smart. Very smart players. Uh, Farrell and Wah together in the AHL is going to be a lot of fun this year, especially on the power play. I think they're going to find a lot of symmetry and chemistry there. Uh, I'm looking for the word synergy, not even symmetry. So my apologies on that one. Uh, and the goaltenders were good. I, I am excited to watch more of Dobish because he was the most chaotic of the three. But that's also a style. Like I said, we talked to Greg Ballack about that. Um, Dobish impressed me. I was really impressed with the composure of Quentin Miller, even when things weren't going his way uh, on Saturday there. Across the board, really solid showcase for the prospects here. And obviously there's a few other top stars who are still missing there. You didn't get to see Lane Hudson. You didn't get to see Adam Engstrom. I'd like to see what someone like a Luke Tuck can do in this kind of tournament there, or even a Luke Middlestat, who 
could very sneakily come along in the next couple of years here. Uh, the upcoming training camp is going to be busy. Obviously, some of the junior guys are going to go. Some of the tryout guys are probably going to get released there after the red and white game, which is fine. Um, I'd keep an eye out for potential contract signings. I think Tyce Milanic might get his in the next week or so. I thought he played well enough at this tournament to earn one. Um, if you have any other ones that you want us to shout out, drop them in the comments. Tweet us at LO underscore Canadians. You can tweet me at Scott Matla as well. Please tell all your friends about it. We got plenty of other episodes coming up this week that you're not going to want to miss out on. Trust me, Laura and I put together a couple that leading into this week. She will be taking over the show through the end of this week while I head out of town for some work business, unfortunately. But I want to know who impressed you at the prospect showcase, who didn't really impress you, or if you just got questions, please tweet me. Always happy to answer questions. I'm going to be in the car for seven hours in a couple of days here. So thank you all for tuning in. This has been the end of the Prospect Showcase. Training camp and the preseason are right around the corner. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Canadians wherever you get your daily podcasts and on YouTube. We will see you all next time.